The Audio Vault on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds, 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Monday on r in the morning. Are the Cowboys playing at home? Are they on the road? Did they win the division? We'll talk all about what we saw yesterday live right here on San Antonio Sports Star. Did the Spurs beat Cleveland? Has the momentum shifted after a nice game against Milwaukee? And oh, by the way, we got a national championship game to talk about. Michigan, can they do it? Is Harbaugh's last game in college football Monday night. We'll talk about it all. Now back to the Blitz. Jason and Joe sitting in studio on a Friday in January. That sounds about right, boys. Enjoy your weekend. Appreciate you, Rob. <laughs> I guess. He's Joe Reinagel. I'm Jason Minix. The Blitz here on 94.1 as San Antonio Sports Star. We certainly won't be in the studio Monday. We'll be at the Rue Pub at 281 and Redland Road to get you ready for that national championship game and talk about what the Cowboys did in Washington. And they better be, we better be talking about a uh, blowout easy win, right? John Mashota from The Athletic joins us now in the Buyers Barricades guest line. Surely they're not going to go up to Washington and make this an interesting game or even choke, are they? No, no. They're going to blow them out. And second half, Cooper Rush is going to be in there, and it's just going to be an easy victory, of course. What could possibly go wrong? Man, I thought we were talking to John Mashota. Where's John? <laughs> I, I certainly think it's going to be closer than people think. I, I really do. I, my projection is something around 31-20. I mean, I, I do think the Cowboys will take care of business, but there's just something about the way that they've played in Washington the last four or five years. I mean, I think they're two and three there, their last five, and they've just been way closer than you would expect them to be. And then obviously last year's debacle, uh, that uh, that leaves a bad taste in your mouth. If you, and that could be a good thing for this team because that, they certainly won't go in there overlooking them. And this Washington team isn't as good as that one was last year. So I do believe the Cowboys will win and then win the division and get the two seed. I just I don't know that it'll be the blowouts that we've seen in the Commanders Cowboys games at AT and T Stadium. Yeah, that John, and not to mention the fact that everybody seems to think that this is Ron Rivera's last game with Washington. I mean, I don't think it would surprise anybody if come Monday uh, the announcement is that he's fired. So it just seems to me like he's got nothing to lose and he could throw the kitchen sink at, at Dallas in every way that he wants to. There's no question about that. The one thing, I agree with everything you said about Ryan Rivera, and because of that, I think that there's also the chance where if they go down, let's say, a couple scores early, I, I think you could see that, that team pack it in as well, knowing, hey, you know what, it's probably isn't, we're not going to be coming back and winning this game and we know what's going on here. Uh, there's going to be a new coaching staff. Heck, there could be a new franchise quarterback if they get the number two overall pick. Uh, and there just could be a lot of changes this offseason. They certainly, with all the draft capital they have, are, are positioned to go pretty young. And so that's the key for the Cowboys. I, I think that they have to come out swinging big early and try and, and put Washington out of it. The longer you let them hang around, the more, like you said, that they could be, you know, maybe trying to play for Ron Rivera and, and, and have him go out on a high note. But I, I just think this Cowboys offense. Uh, and, and what the, really that the commanders have on defense. I just don't think that's a great matchup right there. So I do think the Cowboys can get, get out to a, a decent early lead. John Mashota from The Athletic joining us here on the Blitz. If I, I said earlier in the show, if Jason Garrett were still the coach, they would all come in Tuesday with T-shirts that say focus in their locker room. Listening to Mike McCarthy this morning on our morning show, Stephen Jones with us yesterday, Jerry on the radio earlier. You know, focus is the key word because it, it really is about Dallas on the road, on grass, going out and playing well. And offensively, 
you know, uh, 10 points against Buffalo, 20 against Miami, 20 in the win over Detroit. Offensively, I'd like to see them get back to the focus, playing at the level they were uh, before those uh, final three games where they've scored 20 or fewer in three straight. Oh, yeah, I'm sure they would like to see that as well, especially especially if they get anything going in the run game to kind of complement the pass game. Because that's the thing. It, it, everything C.D. Lamb and Dak Prescott have done has been incredible, especially because every week you go into those games knowing, hey, this is the guy that everybody wants to stop, and he still keeps putting up huge numbers. But I feel like if the run game gets some traction, maybe that's what breaks some things open, and, and it leads to uh, maybe a little bit more lopsided type game. But, you know, they have been playing playoff caliber teams on the road, and let's just be honest, this team has not been the same team on the road they've been at home. And so – uh, I think it'd be big for them to be able to close out the regular season with a, uh, a convincing win on the road where the offense is clicking and then just knowing, hey, now you got at least two games uh, back in your building uh, with a chance to go to the NFC Championship game. And I would say a little less than a week ago, I'm pretty sure everybody was signed up for that uh, on the roster. Yeah, I don't think there's any question. And the Cowboys have gotten a gift with the way the Philadelphia Eagles have been playing down the stretch. So that's uh, that's fortunate for them. I've got to ask you, John, about Dalvin Cook. And, and, and I know he's with uh, Baltimore now. And we talked to Stephen Jones yesterday and obviously gave us the, the standard answer. You know, we always look to improve the ball club. But how close were you hearing, if at all, were the Cowboys to trying to make a deal with this guy? Not really all that close, and, and I think part of that is that it's, just, it's not the Dalvin Cook that was in Minnesota, and so I think that's that's probably uh, what factored in. Of course, you know, he goes to the Ravens, and, and that's probably the best team in the NFL right now. So if you're a Cowboys fan, you're looking at that, and you're going, well, we need help at, at running back. Why don't, why don't we go get him? Uh, I think there was some interest, but I don't think it was anything of significance. And so uh, we'll see. Um, it's kind of interesting because when you, you mentioned Dalvin Cook, I just think of, some of these other moves that happen, like, you know, this time of the year. And, and I just wonder how many of them really do put the teams over the top. And obviously with the Cowboys adding Lyle Collins, that's, a, you know, one around here that people talk about. And I'm just kind of like, I mean, yeah, th- those make for great stories. And, and, and I love writing those type of stories. But in reality, how many times does it really, this late in the season, does a team add a guy? And then that ends up being the player that puts you up over the top. And that, especially a guy that hasn't really been playing well this season. And so, they could, I would have been intrigued if they added him, but I don't know that they were all that interested. Although, I, I mean, Leo Collins is a great insurance policy if somebody gets hurt on the offensive line. Dalvin Cook, um, I, I, I mean, you know, Rico Dowdle, Deuce Vaughn, or Dalvin Cook, uh, five carries a game, something near the goal line. I could see where, you know, he might have made a difference. I mean, and, you know, even if it's one play and he might get one good play for Baltimore. And also, he signed with an AFC team, so, um, you know, I, I'm good with that. But I am still concerned about the, the run game. Mike McCarthy did mention this morning uh, on R&R in the morning, our morning show, that he is aware of certain player incentives, uh, not all of them, but when, when, it, when he is made aware, he's certainly aware. But, you know, Tony Pollard, 65 yards away from 1,000 is what Mike McCarthy said this morning, which kind of surprises me because I don't look at Tony Pollard and think he's having a 1,000-yard type of season. But I, I guess he might have a little incentive if he goes over a 1,000. Is that what they need to get that run game going? And do you think that might be a focus just to shorten the game and Washington get out of there with a win and go home? Yeah, no question. I'm right there with you. It, it just kind of makes you think maybe – 
maybe just that a thousand yards isn't what it used to be. You know, when you, you know, you think of, you know, Emmett and Barry going for, you know, how many thousand yard seasons. And then you just see some of these rushing attacks that really aren't all that daunting. And you're like, man, that guy's a thousand yard rusher this year. Okay. I guess so. I think the Lions got two guys that might go over a thousand yards. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, I, whether he was over a thousand, under a thousand, whatever, I think Mike McCarthy wants them to build some type of confidence in that running game going into the playoffs because, like you look at his run game in 2010 when he was with the Packers, and it wasn't like it was some daunting great run game. Obviously, he had Aaron Rodgers, and, and and that was a huge part of it. But they have to be better running the football than they ha- have been if you think that they can go several rounds deep into the playoffs. Like I, I do think they can get by with CD and Dak and and and, and with the offense doing what they're doing, defense putting pressure on opposing quarterbacks. I do think that they can they can win those two games at home. Uh, let's say maybe beaten the Rams or the Packers and then going and beat Detroit. Um, but then what's next? The a- NFC Championship game? Most likely you're going to go to San Francisco for that. I don't think anybody sees them beating the Niners without having some type of a run game. And so uh, now would be as good a time any for that to try and maybe start finding a little bit of traction. Yeah, obviously, right? I mean, that's something that they need to do. I, You know, I feel bad for Tony Pollard in in a lot of ways because – I mean, he was ex- he made the number one guy. Uh, Emmett Smith told us back at the Super Bowl that you know there's a difference in being number one and number two, and it's proven his words have been true. But I, I feel bad for the guy. Does he seem down to you at all, John, when you visit with him or or, or hear him talk or frustrated at all? I don't think he's frustrated, but he definitely. I mean, heck, he said it uh, two days ago that he just he feels like he was going to have a better year than he's had. And the way the season started, I thought that maybe you could have pointed a little bit to, you know, that leg injury that he suffered in San Francisco and in that playoff loss. But, you know, he keeps saying that he's 100%. And he said again the other day that, he, that, that that's not hindering him at all. And, and it, he feels like his old self. And so because of that, you're kind of like, well, where are those big explosive runs? That's the thing. Like if he's not getting, you know, a ton of first down, you know, runs on, uh, you know, three, four yard carries, things like that. That's one thing. But the, the thing you expect with Tony Pollard is every once in a while he's going to break a big one, and those can be the ones that are game-changing type runs, and we just haven't seen very many of those. And I always thought that that's why they like splitting carries with him and, and, and Zeke is because that would limit him and that when he would get in there, Tony was as fresh as possible and, and he could hit some of those home runs, and they just haven't been there. And so the problem is that, and this always seems to be the case of the running game, is that especially when you follow the Cowboys, you've seen it as, as good as it's been. I mean, heck, you just follow Zach Martin's career. I mean, since he's been with the Cowboys in 2014 till now, you've seen some of the best run games, and then you see ones like they have this year where it just leaves you scratching your head. And the biggest thing I will say is that I never think it's just the runner, and I never think it's just the offensive line. It's it's a little bit to go around uh, to everyone. And so that's the part, too, that I factor in with the Delvin Cook thing. Like, this isn't the 2014 offensive line that he'd be running behind. So just because his name says Delvin Cook, does that mean that he's going to be any more productive in this run game than Tony Pollard or Rico Dowdle. And frankly, I bet you the Cowboys asked themselves that and probably said, we don't think so. No, and, and, and it's crazy. I mean, his longest run this year, looking at the stats, is 31 yards. Uh, he did have a 60-yard catch, but running-wise, only only 31 and five touchdowns to go with his 935 yards on a year that he bet on himself. I remember Pollard yeah. told us in, in training camp, I mean, he was offered a three-year deal and turned it down to take the tag and – you know, uh, kind of like old Dalton Schultz, man. You bet on yourself, and it, it doesn't <laughs> always seem to work out. Not saying that he won't end up with a long-term contract, but as being the bell cow guy, 
uh, I, I don't know if that's worked out the way Dallas thought thought it would. Health wise, going into this final game, um, and and looking at the the injury report today, uh, now there's a sickness that that kind of jumped on there. But you know, you look at a Hankins and you look at a Tyler Smith. Do you think they will play on a Sunday? Smith, I I have my doubts about Hankins. I think has got a decent shot um, just because of what he'd been doing in practice this week. He had kind of had. Detroit marked on, on his calendar as the game he wanted to return for, so I could see how maybe they give him another extra week. Tyler Smith, I, I'm not so sure about. We saw him working on the resistance cords the last couple of days. It seems like that he'll be ready for the playoffs, but I, I could see them wanting to give him another week. But it was interesting to see that Tyler Biotis was on there. It's questionable with an illness because then you're just sitting there and go, man, they were to not have Tyler Smith and Tyler Biotis in the middle there. That, that's not great against a team that – Really, on the defense, the only thing that scares you are their defensive tackles and, and, and Allen and Payne. And so, I think I think that Biotis will end up playing, but I, I'm not I'm not certain about Tyler Smith, and that probably won't be something that they determine until tomorrow when they have their final uh, practice of the week. But that, everybody else, though, I think that they're in pretty good shape, and across the ball, I think they're in pretty good shape. Again, if you look at that 2010 Packers team that won the Super Bowl, McCarthy, he always talks about how deep they had to go because they they weren't that healthy. They went through a lot of guys and. Relatively speaking, this is a pretty healthy Cowboys team. When you look at all the key positions, and you know the Dak and, and, and CDs and Micahs and that, I mean, they're in pretty good shape heading into the playoffs. So, um, you know, if, if they're to be without Tyler Smith for this game, I don't think that that's an excuse for them to not be able to win in Washington. No, no, all right, because it's all about health in the postseason, right? And I know the number two seed in the NFC East championship is on the line. If you don't have a Tyler Smith. And Tyler Biotish, uh, your center, has got an illness. But if he can't go on Sunday, do you even put Dak Prescott out there behind a makeshift offensive line and risk an injury to him, knowing that you're in the playoffs regardless? I know the two-seed is important, but is it worth putting your quarterback at risk? Absolutely. I think this is this this is bigger than a wild-card game. And, and, and the only reason I say that is because my time covering the team, and really, frankly, I, I, don't, I think you could go all the way back to the 90s Cowboys, we haven't seen a Cowboys team that's played that well at home. To win 16 games in a row at home, it's just it's night and day difference on them getting that two seed and getting a chance to host two playoff games at home. Uh, for and then compared to how bad they play on the road, you do whatever you have to to try and win this game. Just because of in in some years in the past, I would I would say yeah maybe it doesn't mean as much, but they are just a totally different team at home. And for you to have your chance. Really, if you just keep winning at home, you get to you'll at least get the NFC Championship game for the first time since 1995. Uh, you got to do whatever it takes to get there. Wow, I mean that's a great point. It really is because this team is night and day, whether they're home or on the road. So, going to be interesting to see what happens in Washington. I don't know, man. No Tyler, no Tyler. Uh, Trey Lance, you're in. <laughs> <laughs> See what you got. <laughs> run, uh, run. I'm with you, though. I still think the Cowboys win this game, but um, it, it's Cowboys. With Trey Lance? You think uh, they win it with Trey Lance? Uh, no. 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 <laughs> no. Maybe. And maybe Cooper Rush. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I, I, all I know is if they're down some offensive linemen and about the second big hit that Dak takes, he's coming out of that game. Uh-huh. Um. That he would be. I know. I know everything is on the line. But if he gets hurt in that game, are are you kidding? <laughs> it's like Chubb in the game at the end of a blowout for Miami. I know it. I mean, you can't play scared, but you can play smart. Right. Well, 
But I agree with John. They got to win this game. It's everything. So hopefully they get a twenty-one to nothing lead in the first quarter, and Dak is resting the rest of the game. I I would take that as well, John. uh, um, I know you had all your your friends in town for that big Detroit game and celebrating New Year's Eve. I imagine the cuss words coming from your place after that game from your friends was off the charts. (laughs) There were several times I had to explain to these fine folks that okay. If the, if, the, if the Cowboys, if the refs are rigged for the Cowboys, then just explain to me why they haven't been to one Super Bowl since 1995. Let's not act like a lot has, uh, it, uh, it, honestly, 2014, 2016, last year, 2021, there's little calls here and there in all those games that the refs could make if they were like, let's get the Cowboys into the, into the Super Bowl. You know, I just saw what Sportico just had an, an, an hour article out. 11 of the top 40 most watched television shows in 2023 were Dallas Cowboys games. It certainly would benefit the NFL to have the Dallas Cowboys, a, a team that averages 25 million viewers per game, to be in the Super Bowl. So if they're going to be rigging things, I don't know that it's a regular season Lions game they would be rigging, but <laughs> it is what it is. You can't make sense to those uh, and bring facts to a, a, an argument with those that just hate the Dallas Cowboys. It, it just doesn't exist. It doesn't, but I think we're going to see a rematch uh, in a couple of weeks, and so maybe uh, maybe things will go differently then. I look forward to that. That'd be a lot of fun. That would be. It would be. John, enjoy the weekend. Absolutely, guys. Thanks for having me on. Follow John Mashoda on Twitter at John Mashoda. Make sure you subscribe to the Athletic John Mashoda on the Buyers Barricades guest line, where they provide traffic control, rental, and sales for San Antonio and beyond. Online at buyersbarricades.com. He brings up a good point. With injuries to the offensive line, would you risk Dak Prescott? We'll talk about that next here on The Blitz on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star.